Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Personal finances are, are such a key topic in, in many of our lives, and it just it really never goes away. It's uh, it's great when when children and teens learn at an early age about uh, how to manage their money and, and the importance of saving and and uh, hopefully avoiding excessive debt. But you know, once the the realities of adulthood kick in, uh, there can be some curves in there. So uh, we've got a lot to look at today, everybody. Hi, this is uh, Jim Mitchell and. We're going to revisit a topic that uh, has been intertwined in, in a lot of our conversations as Lavelle Law Partner Timothy Hughes joins me to discuss bankruptcy today. Now, in the last decade, we, we saw a sharp rise in, in bankruptcies, as, as Tim will be able to explain. And um, also, there's been the introduction of some new laws to manage how bankruptcy can be used. So, uh, Tim deals with uh, bankruptcy filings, all he's been doing it for the last couple of decades in his practice, and, and he's a frequent speaker on the topic, so we're very fortunate to have him with us today. Looking forward to his input. It has been a little bit since we talked to him, so welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Jim. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, I talked there about the economy, and, you know, over the decade it's it's been through some highs and lows, and Instability like that can can impact um, people who try and live on a sort of a steady personal budget, uh, especially when when job situations change and jobs are lost. You know, in your practice, what what are some of the circumstances that you've seen that that can eventually lead someone to have to file for bankruptcy? Well, you hit the nail on the head that the economy will uh, drive a lot of people to bankruptcy that normally would never have thought that they would be in that situation. That uh, employment cutback for one or both spouses makes um, their ability to uh, make their payments impossible without jeopardizing some absolute necessity for the family or medical conditions, sadly, uh, Divorces sometimes lead to um, bankruptcy for one or both of the uh, spouses because uh, the financial pressure may have led to the divorce, and now that they're under two separate households or two separate roofs, expenses are uh, still out there, and the income is now uh, reduced. And then uh, just some other uh, unforeseen uh, circumstances that uh, cause somebody to not be able to make their bills. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny, when we looked at this topic, um, we don't talk about it, but there's a term that I often hear, it's called bankruptcy protection. Is that is that an accurate term from your perspective? And if so, you know, who's being protected from what? Uh, the individual or a couple are being protected from creditors who uh, may be under uh, the... the uh, using the law to the fullest extent to try to collect on their debt, but that has become a harassment to the individual or individuals. And the bankruptcy protection allows them to be equal with that larger creditor to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, what you're doing is um, maybe legal, but uh, you're just going way beyond uh, what should be done. 
and I can't pay. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the math is such that there's no way I can pay. So why don't you, uh, you know, I'm going to court to get a fresh start, and you know, you'll just have to go to a different um, debtor, uh, Mr. Uh, Lunder. And and getting a fresh start is that is that a great description of what a, a Chapter Seven bankruptcy provides? How, how does that work? Uh, yes, it is because uh, yeah, people will be coming to see me because of uh, debts that they've got concerns that bill collectors are calling their home or place of work that they're skipping bills or paying them late or they often use a payday or title or a car title loan to cover bills or that they can't even make the minimum payment of a credit card bill or their credit card balances are increasing each and every month or they're falling behind on a mortgage or rent or um, they've got one or more pending lawsuits or they're concerned that their car is going to be repoed or they've borrowed or maxed out on loans from their 401k or IRAs. Um, They're having arguments with their spouse or family members about money and their thoughts are almost always concerned about how are they going to make their debt payments. So, um, you know, all those contribute to a lot of stress for individuals that when coming to a bankruptcy uh, can give them that fresh start. And and what happens in that Chapter 7? Are payments delayed? Are they simply wiped out? Um, What sort of relief does the the, uh, individual get? Sure. Uh, Creditors are in the bankruptcy divided into three categories. Uh, Secured, meaning that that particular creditor or creditors has collateral. Uh, Typical examples are a uh, lender that's got a mortgage for a house uh, or a lender that's got a car note that's got a a vehicle. But there can be other um, uh, secured creditors through a UCC or some other security instrument. But typically it's a car note or a mortgage that most people have. And those lenders um, have security and those lenders, if the individual wants the house or the car, needs to work with that lender to keep the house and car. The next category of lenders are priority, and as the name kind of sounds, they get priority not compared to the secured, because the secured would be uh, higher than the priority, but the priority are higher than the general unsecured non-priority creditors, and the priority are taxes, debts to the government, um, although some taxes, some income tax liabilities can be discharged in the Chapter 7 or 13, uh, or a domestic support obligation, also fancy name for alimony or child support. Then the general unsecured non-priority creditors is everybody else, the credit cards, the uh, medical bill, the um, contract that just uh, uh, was defaulted on because of lack of payment maybe from uh our client's customer, that they didn't pay them and they can't pay their uh, supplier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and it's a long list there, and we, we talked about these various conditions, but as I understand it, someone who just doesn't want to pay their bills or has mismanaged their money can't just you know use bankruptcy as an easy way out. They sort of have to qualify, if, if I can use that word, and maybe that's not the right one, you can correct me, but there, there are certain steps that have to be um, 
followed? And, and is means testing one of those? And, and what happens in, in terms of the process to, you know, to go through that particular step? Sure. Yes, uh, means testing was a way that Congress tried to address a concern that too many people were filing Chapter Seven, which is the uh, simpler, easier bankruptcy where there are no payments made to a uh, trustee to pay a dividend to general unsecured creditors that Congress thought if we make it harder to file a 7, if people really needed bankruptcy relief, they'd file a 13 and then have to pay some kind of dividend to a chapter or eventually to their creditors through a three or five year payment plan through the courts. Um, the success of that conversion from 7 to 13 is somewhat questionable, but the means test is there. So it does prevent people with higher incomes from uh, being able to file a Chapter 7 to eliminate their debts. Um, and they're forced to go into a Chapter 13, which may then provide a dividend of anywhere from 5% to 100% of their uh, liability. And, and tell me about exemptions. Exemptions are, um, in Illinois, uh, well, in all states, uh, have exemptions to protect uh, a debtor's li life that uh, legislation legislators don't want to leave people um, without anything. So at both the federal and state levels, there's certain exemptions. The most famous one is probably homestead exemption. Everybody's heard of it. In Illinois, it's 15000 which is not that generous. Other states have over 100000 and uh, our neighbors to the north in Wisconsin, I believe, have 75000 So it varies by state to state. But in Illinois, that 15000 per um, uh, spouse allows most people to protect the small amount of their equity in their house. Uh, and the logistics of, or the economic reality of, if a trustee were to try to take a house, adds another 10% liquidation cost so that most people that file Chapter 7 are able to maintain their house because if a trustee were to try to take that house, and sell it after backing out the mortgage or mortgages and the homestead exemption of the spouses that then there's nothing left to give to general unsecured creditors. Um, but in addition to homestead exemption, there's also a car exemption of 2400 a wild card exemption of 4000 for retirement accounts, it's unlimited. For workers' comp uh, claims, it's unlimited. For uh, life insurance, it's a reasonable amount. And there's other various um, uh, exemptions. Food, ha or I'm sorry, not food. Clothing has their own unlimited, within reason, exemption amount. So uh, people are allowed to get a fresh start with having kept some of their necessities. And it doesn't become a question of, you know, the court micromanaging somebody's life to say, well, that isn't a necessity and that is, you know, the individual can claim a $4,000 exemption for their household goods and protect it. Um, I've only got a couple of minutes left in my, my conversation with attorney, attorney Tim Hughes of uh, Lavelle Law Limited today. We're talking about bankruptcy and 
so as we run out of time, I suggest everyone move over to LavelleLaw.com to find some articles that Tim has written, as well as his monthly tax newsletter and podcasts and videos. He's been a part of a lot of information there. Before we let you go, Tim, first of all, what's what's the timeline like on this? Um, I know it can be a lengthy process. Once it's in place, you know, how how long does the bankruptcy hold? I guess is the question. Well, the bankruptcy Chapter 7 from start to finish is about a four-month process, and the discharge order acts as a permanent injunction against creditors that existed prior to the filing of the bankruptcy. So um, anybody that would file, their world is then kind of divided into pre-petition, the bankruptcy petition, and post-petition after they file bankruptcy. Any creditors that existed prior to their filing are covered by the bankruptcy. Any new debts that happen after the bankruptcy filing uh, have to be addressed by that individual since they wouldn't be able to file another 7 on top of a Chapter 7 for eight years. And, you know, we've talked about how this sort of solves some short or uh, intermediate-term problems for for an individual. But on the long-term view, I, I suppose it can impact their, their credit report. What is, what's the recovery period like for someone who files? Uh, the bankruptcy will stay on a credit report for 10 years compared to seven years for a derogatory comment from any other creditor. However, the filing of the bankruptcy draws a line in time and will allow all the prior derogatory comments to lose their impact, essentially, because... All future creditors are looking at what did Mr. and Mrs. Dutter do after filing their Chapter 7 on, um, you know, today, November 24, 2015. And if they made car payments on time or mortgage on time, that will allow their credit score to rebound relatively quickly. Well, um, you know, with a topic as sensitive and detailed as bankruptcy, there's there's always the demand for more information. We can't share that with you today, but we'll have Tim come back and, and join us again in the future. He, he's always good about doing that. You can find out more, as I said, at LavelleLaw.com, and, and you can always reach Tim or the other attorneys at 847-705-755. 705 or And thanks to Tim, and thanks to you for listening. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.